Association. That right of way was used extensively for um, 40 years until Mr. Hanif came in and developed the subdivision. Uh, that right of way still exists, but as a courtesy to Mr. Hanif, the, um, um, the gun club arranged for, I'm sorry, not the, the Fish and Game Association, arranged for a, uh, um, a permanent right of way that uh, Ms. Matthews very eloquently read out for us, a permanent right of way, period. And it was defined by that 30 foot easement. Uh, uh, it was shown on the plan, the subdivision plan that was approved by this planning board and the, Can the Sharon planning board back in 1982. It's very clear that that easement exists. And I, I caution everybody from making an issue of this because the alternative would be for the, um, the, the, the uh, Fish and Game Association to assert its original easement, which snakes through the, the, the residential subdivision that Mr. Hanif has developed. And um, as a courtesy, they revised that to get access to uh, uh, Nasser Ahmed Road to facilitate a much more um, agreeable access for the subdivision and the developer and for the gun club. It's clearly defined. Um, I, I could talk about this for hours if you'd like, but as I said initially, I believe that this is a title issue and not a land use issue. Um, all of the issues um, uh, cited by Ms. Matthews are, are title issues and not land use issues. I don't need to meet a burden of proof anywhere. I've, I've provided you with an easement. Actually, Ms. Matthews provided you with an easement. I provided you with a site plan that your engineer had reviewed. Um, I believe that we have complied with all of the requirements for a, um, a recommendation. We're not seeking site plan approval from the planning board. That's the authority of the uh, zoning board. We're just seeking a recommendation to the planning from the planning board. Well, so we, we, need to, we need to we focus need to on site what, review regardless, Mr. Parisi, just so you know. And if Mr. Houston can answer the question, because he's originally who I asked the question on, that would be great. Well, I think, Madam Chair, that uh, resolution of fairly complex issues that have been raised about title, uh, we can't do that this evening. So... Uh, uh, I think I'd end the statement there. We can't. We we don't have the ability to evaluate that right now. In your professional opinion, does that cloud any sort of decision that we make, or can we move forward, Mr. Parisi? I'm asking Mr. Houston. Um. It's ultimately, obviously, the ZBA's decision uh, how much weight to give issues of concern about title. Uh, I would say that the planning board could consider these matters, but uh, we have not done so to date. Okay, thank you. That's what I wanted to, to firm up in reference to that comment. So I appreciate that. I would like to respond if you'd like me to wait. To if the you end. could wait just a moment, please, Mr. McCarthy. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, at, at this point, uh, Patty, or Ms. McDermott, Ms. Chair, I, I think we should likely make a recommendation to the planning board in favor of, of the Vertex proposal, indicating that we have heard some concern over title and easement 
but that we don't believe that it is the purview of the planning board, but that that is it, that is more and may not even be in line with zoning board, but may be more in line with land use or title or courts that aren't under the jurisdiction of the town of Canton, um, uh, that we would have no no ultimate authority to make that decision on. Kathy, you had a comment? Yeah, I do. So what is under our purview is a lot of these um, people that come in with non-conforming lots always like to point out how they are making the lot less non-conforming. And we have someone coming in here making it more non-conforming. I think if that were a residential house and not a fish and game club, we wouldn't even be here discussing whether there should be a cell tower there. And um, I'm still, I think, you know, we shouldn't be putting cell towers in, in a residential district. So I'm gonna be a negative recommendation on this. Jim, did you have any comments on the matter? Um, I'm trying to phrase what I wanna ask without sounding ignorant, but um, on the right of way or the easement or whatever the, the, the proper term should be, are, are you, uh, Ms. Matthews, are you saying that the fishing game has no right to allow anybody to use that other than the purpose of the use of the gun club? That is, well, first of all, our position is that um, the partly the, that the, the can't the Hini family and have given the informal or sort of what they would call a license for fishing game property to fishing game club to go over that property. That's not a recorded easement. That's not a recorded instrument. They can take that away at any time they want. As I think attorney Parisi mentioned, it seems to be, and he may have further information on this than we have been able to ascertain so far, that there is question where this dotted line right to use goes through the property located on the Nassau Ahmed Road. Um, so that it's two points. One, yes, that they cannot, when the purpose of this, when it's ambiguous, which is clearly ambiguous, particularly when you look at the, let's assume, I think we're pretty clear and it's really very clear when you get the opportunity to look at the 1992 deed. That 30 foot easement clearly says for the purpose of establishing a, partial, a pipeline underground. So I don't even see where the argument is that gives them a right to passage over to get to that property. So then you look at the 1949 and it states a dotted line, which doesn't describe most of the area where you can see it, you have to focus on, that's within the fish and game property. But it doesn't show once it goes out of the fish and game property necessarily all the way where it goes, the width of what it is. And then it says for the use. The only place in the distinction is made in the 1949 D, it says right of way over, right of way as it relates to the Edison easement. That's only a small area that we're talking about. The next is it's the right to use the dotted line. Now, that's where it says when it's ambiguous you go to the intent of the parties at the time. Clearly, this was a package deal that was done at the time. The Fish and Game Association was established on May 4th um, or May 7th, 1949. Once it was established within the Commonwealth as a charitable organization for these purposes, Marjorie Winslow transferred the property to them and said the right to use. It's our position that that was what the right to use was for. But also, 
when the issue is when you doesn't show where their right goes through the NASA Armored Road, through the Hanif property, they have shown no documents or no instruments which provide where that is located. And whether or not, you know, the board believes and Attorney Parisi says that's a title issue, that's something else, the case law is clear that once someone is establishing access by way of a right of way or easement, they have the burden of establishing that. They clearly have not. And I understand that it's easy to pass the buck. This is a title issue. This is something in the in the land courts. I just don't understand how the board cannot consider the access when that's part of the performance standards. And part of the thing is the site plan. And when you look at Mr. Houston's report, and I'm not criticizing Mr. Houston at all because he was going on the representations that were being made. His report on November 12, 2022 says, after review of the site plans and application, PSC opines that the telecommunications tower will be located on a parcel or easement within a parcel owned by Canton Fish and Game. PSC further opines the tower com compound is accessed from NASA Ahmed Road, the private gravel road within an easement across a residential lot in Sharon and two residential lots in Sharon. I don't know how the board can take the position that they're relying upon this report that gave you this information that's not established by references to easements or uh, particularly recorded instruments. And we've gone out and done the research and are showing you that that is not what these say. There is nothing saying that these are passageway easements. The 1992 easement of that 30 foot right of way couldn't be clearer. That's the purpose for a, a pipeline underground. And now that the plan is saying, oh no, that means something else. Well, it doesn't mean something else. And so we do think that that is an ex extremely important issue for any kind of building, but particularly in this particular case, to give a positive recommendation to put a cell tower on property of which the petitioner has not established they have a right to access that property or to use, get the access not only to put it there, but to repair and maintain it is clearly a safety and important use that we believe is within the parameters of this board. I mean, you could do it that, you know, a recommendation site plan has to be the conditioned upon establishing that fact. Um, but to just gloss over that, I think is really, um, a misuse of, of some of the responsibilities of this board, to be honest with you. It's clearly talks about access. Mr. Houston talked about access. The um, petitioner provided information on access that's not accurate, and that has to be addressed. Oh, thank you, Attorney Matthews. Mr. Houston, I'm just curious, um, because the fact that they do have an easement over, that's partially in Sharon, is Sharon going to have to weigh in on this as well? I'm just curious. <clears throat> the issue of access, I think, is being raised for access through both municipalities. Uh, the town of Sharon uh, does not is not a participant in this process, so they would not be weighing in on access in Sharon. The the question Attorney Matthews is raising is 
access within the uh, corporate limits of Canton. Okay, I just wanted to confirm that. So if that, if that was another item that might come up. Joe, would you like to say something? Yeah, I was just curious about um, the actual distance from the residential dwelling that the tower will be, because I know the, the, the magic figure is 1300 feet. That supposedly anything under the, might not be the safest distance. So I know the properties have a, a lot of land um, as well. So uh, that's something that, uh, I don't know if you can answer that tonight, but. Um, Mr. Parisi, is that something you can answer? Um, I am unfamiliar with the 1300 feet reference um, that Mr. Armarine, and I apologize if I mispronounced that, um, mentioned. Um, the zoning bylaw requires us to be tower height setback from the uh, property line, which we amply meet. Um, maybe Tom could jump in and give me a more accurate number as to uh, the distance between the uh, tower site and the um, 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 the nearest residential property, but uh, um, uh, it, it amply exceeds the zoning bylaw requirements. Yeah, that distance is 464 feet. There's a number of those distances shown on the A1 sheet of the compiled plot plan. <clears throat> Thank Madam Chair, my, I'm, I'd like to ask another question. Um, I stated at the beginning, I don't think title issues are a um, um, within the purview of this planning board's jurisdiction. However, Ms. Matthews repeatedly says that the issues are clear. We respectfully disagree. And if the board wanted me to, we could talk hours about title law, but uh, uh, I think actually looking at the documents might actually help. Um, uh, I, if I have all the documents ready, if I had permission to share my screen and I don't want to do this because I don't think it's relevant, but if it would help the board make a determination, um, I'd be happy to share the documents that, and I agree that with Ms. Matthews statement that it's clear, but it's clear that, uh, the gun club has, I'm sorry, the fish and game association has the, um, sufficient access and the right to, to, uh, assign it to us as well. You're welcome to, to go ahead and show on your screen. I've made you a co-host. Uh, can you see my uh, screen right now? Hold on. Uh, uh, I have the um, a portion of the title report open. Yes, it's cut off, but yes, we can see yep. it. Um, um, it is sheet four. Everybody should have the title reports on sheet four of that. Title. Yeah, exactly. I, and I, uh, um, the language that Miss um, um, Matthews referred to in the 1949 deed is right here. Um, the uh, um, and all that stuff about the gun club is really irrelevant because in the rest of the deed we can look through it and find out there's no restrictive covenant. There's no restriction that the right of way is only used for gun club purposes or anything like that. Um, uh, the um, um, the, the, the language was very clear that the premises are conveyed with a right of way over the easement, as well as the right to use the strip of land. Um, um, 
Miss Matthews very eloquently um, um, described that. On the next page of the title report was a, a map showing this. And as you can see, I don't know if you can see where my pointer is down at the bottom, but uh, at the very bottom here, the access um, uh, way that had been there previous uh, that, and that was shown in the plan in 1949 comes across the Boston Edison property onto the property of Miss Winslow who deeded this right of way. You can see how it veers to the, um, um, to the right, I guess that's to the, uh, the east of the property rather than going straight. And that's relevant because um, um, I had our surveyor um, and this is not part of the record, but our surveyor went and uh, um, laid out that line uh, relative to the 30 foot right of way that we show in our plan. And so if um, um, the Hanifs would rather that the gun club drive over the original 1949 um, right of way, we can certainly do that, but it was clearly moved to the West in order to give them a buildable lot because their house is right here and their driveway is right here. So to give them more right that the, uh, um, the um, um, Mr. Hanif back in 1982 granted an easement. Uh, the, um, the, this is the subdivision plan that the, uh, um, um, the Canton Planning Board and the um, um, Sharon Planning Board both signed off of back in 1982 clearly showing a 30 foot wide easement from land for the fishing game, connecting up with Nasser Ahmed Road. Um, and it was done here as opposed to across lot five in order to make lot five buildable. So, um, and, and uh, Miss Matthews is right that there was no definition of the continuation of that um, right of way down to North Main Street, but I'm virtually certain that our surveyors could establish it by history and historical photos and aerial photos. And what you're gonna find is that it goes through all of these properties that are now lot seven, lot eight, lot nine, and uh, um, um, making this land undevelopable because there was a right of way going all the way to North Main Street. However, in um, 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 1993 or 1992, um, the, uh, the, the Fish and Game Association and the um, 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 uh, the Hanifs, uh, the who, who was the original developer of the property and is still one of the abutting landowners, negotiated a grant of easement. Um, um, and it says right here, a permanent right of way. So we, we can just stop right there. And if you want to talk about title law, it's clearly granting a a permanent right of way for the 30 foot um, right of way. And it's giving the, uh, um, 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 the, the Fish and Game Association a permanent right of way over this land in order to access uh, Nasser Ahmed Road continuing out to North Main Street. And it actually says, and then the easement, and Ms. Matthews read it very eloquently, um, for the, um, there's an easement for the purpose of laying, constructing, maintaining, operating, repairing a pipeline and pipelines. Um, but look, the title examiner actually underlined it. For the transmission of voltage electric current and for telephone use, we're building a telecommunications facility. So um, maybe it wasn't contemplated back in 1982 that it was going to be a tower 
but it was clearly granted for telephone use. It was clearly granted a permanent right of way. Um, and um, referencing the right of way as shown on the plan that we just talked about a few weeks ago, uh, a few minutes ago. Um, and finally, it clearly says on the next page that this right that the Hanif's granted or Mr. Hanif granted back in 1992 um, is clearly assignable um, 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 to um, other um, assinees of the, the Fish and Game Association. So these are the documents that Ms. Matthew produced. These are the documents that clearly show that there is a right of way. Um, I don't believe this is an issue for the planning board to discuss, but if you wanna talk about it, and Ms. Matthews raised it, um, we clearly think there's a right of way. There's no other way here. Otherwise, the gun club would have no access and they'd be asserting their access through the lots that were um, um, developed in the subdivision plan, which have all been built upon. Um, so, and, and I don't think these folks want a right of way through their property, which is why it was granted clearly across lot five, connecting up with NASA Airman Road to, to provide access to the gun club and their successors in the science. If, if I could, I and mean, I want to raise on this in response to that, you can only read when you're roasting the and easement one part of it. The ease, a right of way and easements together for the purpose of laying a pipeline underground. That is not a passageway easement. And also, if, is it, if I'm hearing it correctly, uh, Attorney Parisi is acknowledging that there is no recorded or right of way to pass through the Hanif property um, outside of the Canton, uh, where their property lines, outside of the Canton um, Sharon line. When you look at the 1949 deed and the plan that's behind it, um, it shows that that ends at the Canton Sharon line and says, through other property of mine. As I stated prior to that, and I think it was 1905, there were five parcels of property that were transferred to Marjorie Winslow from her mother. One parcel was my house. In addition to the other four parcels, they clearly talk about land in the Sharon Stoughton area, North Main Street, that area. But none of them lay out, nor does anything subsequent to that, say where that right is, that they have access, and they have access as a passageway access over that. To say that the 30 foot wide easement is really a misstatement that that's a, a permanent passageway access. You couldn't read it any clearer. It is, an, it is a, for the purpose of putting a pipeline and putting it underground. So the issue is, Sierra is, is that the board, that the petitioners have not established by some of their own representations here that they have a right of way for passage over to the over the area in which they are now claiming they do. The fact the Canton Fish and Game allowed, I mean, I'm sorry, that the property owners or the Hanifs allowed them to use that area doesn't make that a permanent right that they can transfer. It's not a, a split, certainly not an adverse possession case because everyone's saying they did it. But they had the right to grant them uh, a license to do that. And that was a license to them, if to the extent that's what it is, to go over there for the purposes of continuing what this public charitable corporation was established for, not to put a telecommunications tower. Attorney Matthews, I'm gonna stop you right there. You're reiterating it again, I understand, but I'm gonna let Mr. Amrine, he has a question on the matter. 
Mr. Uh, Parisi, if you could bring that map back and, and, and point exactly uh, where the cell phone tower would be located on that uh, area in relation to the property uh, lines. Um, if you see this 30 foot wide easement coming off of NASA Ahmed Road, there's yep. a uh, 50 foot wide Algonquin easement, a 50, yep. 150 foot wide Beko easement. It's um, 250 feet from there. So it, it's um, from here, it's, it's, it wouldn't be on this map. It would be off the map about 250 feet. So it's, oh. it's this, this property here is, I don't know if you can see my cursor. Um, yeah, is the is the gun cub property? I'm sorry, the fishing game property, and uh, oh. um, and so the tower would be somewhere in this area here, just off the the map. Oh, Fran, I see. if you switch to the C1 sheet, which you have open there, I think you can see the tower location in relation to the property lines. You also can see the dashed red lines, which represent the 1949 uh, easement areas, which show that um, in in the 1949 easement. I'm more concerned line. about the uh, location of the tower from the property lines of the abutters and the homes. Yeah, the, um, here it is very specifically. The uh, um, the tower is 228 feet from the property line, and then there is a 200 foot easement. Um, the um, the Hanif's house is somewhere where my cursor is right here. So it would be the 228. Plus the two hundred, uh, the the two hundred foot easement area. So the house would be somewhere down in this area here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that figure I said earlier with thirteen hundred was incorrect. It's a thousand. Thank you, <clears throat> Vice Chair McCarthy. Um, thank you very much, Madam Chair. I, I again, I'm just going to say that a lot of the issues of access and easement are not things that our group can ever resolve. They can argue their points back and forth as much as they want. We are not the legal authority to resolve that. Um, and, and based upon the applicant's actual applicant and Mr. Houston's review, I think we can proceed. I personally believe we can proceed with a vote on the matter at this point. Before we do, I just wanted to um, allow anybody who is attending, if they wish to make any comments or if they're leaving that up to Attorney Matthews, who's representing some of them. I didn't know if anybody wanted to speak. If you do, please raise your hand. Seeing nobody raising their hand, I'm going to, uh, would anybody like to entertain a motion to um, make a positive recommendation? I'll make, a, I'll make a positive recommendation from the planning board to the zoning board on this matter, uh, noting that the planning board has been made aware of potential easement issues um, on the property, but that the planning board does not have any uh, authority to resolve those issues. And I'll second that. I'll second that. Um, take a vote on that. Um, we do want to add some conditions as well um, in reference to the fact that I know we've already noted fire and municipality and uh, the police, of course, having proper access to the location as well. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Patty. It's very important to have. Um, 
So, um, yeah. Madam Chair, I think there were also conditions that Kenton uh, police and fire would be given um, the ability to use the tower for their equipment and transmission. Yes, have access as well as have equipment access. Um, so that would be a condition that we would add as well. So um, we'll move on to the vote. Um, Jim? Aye. Joe? Did you say Joe or David? I did say Joe. You did say Joe. Aye. I did. Kathy? No. David? Aye. And I'm an aye. So we will write out our positive recommendation with the conditions that we have. Uh, there is a concern about the title and the easement issue, um, as well as our concern that the information um, that public safety, as uh, specifically police, fire, and uh, municipality access be to the tower, as well as allowing um, their radio access as well. Thank you. Thank you. Matthews, thank you for your time. Okay. And thank, thank you, you very much. Thank Thanks you very much, Madam Chair. I, um, I appreciate the board's consideration. Okay. On to matter number two, discussion of proposed zoning articles for town meeting. Um, I'd like to make a motion that we have uh, Mr. Manning start. Can I get a okay. second? A second. Jim? Aye. Joe? Aye. David? Aye. Kathy? Aye. And I'm an aye. Jean, welcome. Thank you, Madam Chair. Hi, good evening, uh, Planning Board. Hope everybody's doing well. Great uh, to be back with you tonight and uh, appreciate your time and including me on the agenda. Um, there were just a couple of items that I had forwarded to the board for your consideration and review. Uh, from the town planner's office. The first was a uh, transfer of funds. Um, so uh, basically, just to give the board some background, I think the majority of you are familiar with this, but uh, for every Uber or Lyft trip into Canton, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh, charges a local tax. So in the past, uh, there's been a uh, Warren article that um, allows uh, use of that money by the planning board that has been issued by uh, the town planner sponsored by the board of selectmen. So uh, just reviewing records, it looks like the last time that was done was at town meeting uh, in 2021. So we believe that there are additional funds. We know there are additional funds in excess of $10,000. Uh, the chair and I are still working on the exact amount. So just for an update uh, for the board, uh, we did file a request with the Mass Department of Revenue for Canton's portion of those funds to be transferred to the Director of Finance, Mr. Scollins. Uh, so this Warren article would allow, once the town receives those funds, the funds would go to the planning board for distribution uh, to various committees that however the board deemed could use those funds. Uh, I believe the, the the hike and bike committee has some ideas, uh, but whatever the board's discretion is on that. So 
this had been uh, the position in the past, so that will be the first Warren article. Uh, I believe the board, hopefully you all received a copy of the Warren article. We will be uh, updating that with a more exact amount, but uh, that would be the first Warren article and happy to take any questions if any member of the board has that. In the past, just so the board members know, some of the money has been used so that there, there will be Sharrow's work on Washington Street. The hope is some of the funds will actually go to infrastructure to help with sidewalks as well as safety concerns that um, the walk, bike, and hike has brought up. We try want to encourage more biking. Um, there's also possibility of trying to figure out how we can fund more bike racks around town to encourage more cycling. I know a lot of people think that it's not a good idea, but as we all know, with the way gas has been going up and down locally, why not? Why aren't we riding our bicycles more often? Um, but you know, there's there's concerns like that also with possible trail maintenance and paths, maybe in the near future could be utilized with those funds as well. Mr. McCarthy, did you have a question? Um, I just was uh, uh, curious of uh, you're asking for us to make a vote and approval of that town meeting article, but that town meeting article doesn't indicate where the money is being spent at this point. Is that correct? Right. And the chair and I spoke about that earlier today uh, because there was some um, non-clarity around that. The, the initial use was the Warner Trail, but I understand in speaking to the chair that the, the funds, it's the preference of the board uh, not to use those funds. So my thought was to redo that verbiage and I'll work with, with the chair and the board on that, that it would be um, transferred to the planning board and then based upon the committee's decision, redeployed to um, whatever organization or usage that the board's preferred um, spending of those funds you would like to include. Yeah, it specifically has to be used for recreational or safety concerns when it comes to people walking or biking or infrastructure items that help people be outside more, so to speak. Um, and so that's why it would be utilized for that. It couldn't go to any sort of other pet project um, or a study that we want to do. It's specifically something that we have to use for those before. Laura had in the past drafted articles um, and the item that, that Mr. Manning had sent was one of them. And that's why we have to utilize it the way we do. It's specifically under under the law of the funds that we get from the TNC that we have to utilize in that way. Yeah, I understand that. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't making a commitment tonight, at least without additional input right. or other suggestions that that there was one particular group. So I'm I'm I remember that being done in prior years. So certainly good. And, and it, again, I just didn't want to make a commitment tonight to a particular. Group. No, we, we can't. We're just what we do have to present something to the select board by Friday. So we have a draft article to them since our deadline is actually this Friday, the 6th. Right, so David, this is just the mechanism to transfer those funds to the planning board. And uh, we'll, we'll update verbiage that the planning board will make a future decision based on disbursement. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Anybody have any questions on the matter? Nope. Thank you, Gene. Thank and, you. Um, and 
the Aaron B and B article. Anybody yeah, thank you, Madam one? Chair. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to the board, Madam Chair, again. Um, thank you for the introduction. So, uh, one of the uh, articles that came from the select board and um, our new town administrator that I was asked to take a look at uh, when I first came in the role was to look at provisions for Airbnb and Verbo uh, rentals. So uh, just to give the board some background on this, uh, we have several in Canton. Uh, depending on the time you look, it's, it's like looking at a flight or a hotel. Sometimes I've seen upwards of eight or 10 and sometimes there's one, but uh, there are Verbo Airbnb properties in Canton. Uh, part of the concern with the board was um, jurisdiction on this, regulation, registration, uh, security, safety, management of these, and uh, how we would do this in the future. So um, I put together um, a Warren article that I, I hope the board received and had a chance to look at that basically incorporates um, uh how the program would be structured. So just to give you a 20,000 foot overview, I'm not gonna review the whole thing, but if a uh, property owner in Canton uh, had a short-term rental and wanted to register it as an Airbnb, they would come to the town clerk's office who would determine ownership of the property. They would uh, review several stipulations if there was outstanding town debt on that, whether it be water, sewer, taxes, et cetera. Um, they would the property would then go through an inspection and registration process uh, that would be managed by the building department. There's existing codes and regulations on multifamily as there is with every apartment in Canton. Uh, the other piece we added in here is um, safety and security that the police and the fire department would be able to maintain uh, security over this and specifically an incident was shared with me where there was an Airbnb that was over occupancy um, and was blocking access uh, to a Canton public street that Canton emergency services could not respond to. So uh, there was a concern that was brought up uh, that this would be managed by them. Uh, from there, the process would follow a basic uh, building department screening area, whereas if there were violations, uh, the town would have the option through the building commissioner um, and the town clerk and, and the town administrator to revoke the Airbnb license uh, and to hopefully work with the owner. So basically what this zoning article, uh, what this, excuse me, warrant article does is to provide stature around Airbnb and Verbo rentals. Uh, there is also a provision similar to the restaurant tax and hotel tax that Canton is eligible for a 6% tax uh, through the Commonwealth of Massachusetts Department of Revenue. So this would be collected by um, Airbnb. It would be listed as part of a charge, whatever the charge was for the unit, and then the revenue would be dispersed to the director of finance as hotel tax and meal taxes in Canton. So um, I hope that's a, a clear summary. I'll be glad to answer any questions. Mr. Quigley? Question. Yep. I know in the, the email you sent, it says that abutters are notified within 30 days after the property's been registered. 
yes. as a rental. Is there a mechanism for a butter to be notified before the process begins so they can speak to any objections to that happening? Yeah, we, we can certainly do that. So this is brand new in Canton, Jim. So uh, if it's the will of the board and the board would like to recommend that, we can amend this to be prior to the licenses issued, the abutters are notified if if that's the preference of the board of you and, and Madam Chairman. Okay, thank you. Uh, Go ahead, Mr. Amron. Yeah, I had a question. I was, um, if the... Uh, property owner is is not um, behind in their water or the taxes, uh, would they still have to have the uh, unit inspected? Yes, so there are existing um, uh, protocols and procedures in Canton that the building and health department uh, follow for any multifamily housing, whether it be Avalon or Blue Hill Village or anything. Uh, that require before a permit is issued for multifamily housing that it's inspected. For example, has the proper fire uh, egress. It has smoke alarms. It's clean and free of debris. Uh, that it passes Canton's um, procedures. So that would be required for the unit to be listed as a short-term rental. And we have those mechanisms in place in town. This is specifically for these under under this category of Airbnb. Is that helpful? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just curious about, I think most people are just, thank you. Kathy, did you have any comments on it or questions? David? Well, I think that Joe's com the uh, Jim's comment about the 30 days, I think letting into butters know ahead of time might be a great idea. Um, this, to me, looks pretty cut and dry. I, I know some of the language I've seen in other towns, so I know it's fairly similar, I think, to what they have in either Westwood or Dedham. So I think it's great. Um, I didn't know, David, if you had any comments on that. Um, no, I personally, I, I don't think I would not be in favor of the 30 day notice to a butters for the application. Um, uh, you're, 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 you're you, 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 it's private property and, and you know, you, you, abutters don't get to tell private property owners what they can and can't do with their property to that extent at this point. Um, no, I'm not, I'm, I think, I think the, the uh, regulations are, uh, are too significant. So I would, I would not vote in favor of them. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I agree with David actually. I think they had like too far reaching. And I agree with both Kathy and David. I can see the point though, because obviously we've all heard horror stories of people that own properties and then somebody rents something. And But I guess if they if there's that much of an issue, I hate to say it, it would kind of be contacting the police on that. So maybe we could address that further. Um, I don't know. No, you you don't think any window at all? No, Mr. Just a, as a clarification, the 30 days I referenced was after the property was registered. That's in the language. Yes. I just think uh, butters should be notified. You you have to notify butters if you're putting a shed in your backyard. No, you don't. You should not for a shed. You do not. Depends on where it is and size and things it like depends, that. It, 
there's variables there, but as a general rule, you do not need to notify your abutters if you're putting a shed in. You can do a lot of work in your home without having to notify your abutter that you're planning on doing something. I just think it's too invasive. Well, we could take a vote on that and it could go on, Gene, you can go on to, um, you want to present it to the select board or send it as is and- uh, Well, Madam, Madam Chair, if I could, I mean, it sounds like the notification is objectionable. What else on here does is, is creating the resistance because in, in reading this and putting it together, we, you know, I know you're all property and homeowners in Canton, and this wasn't meant to be onerous or mean-spirited or, or anything. It was to try to um, create some process of registration and documentation, because Canton doesn't have anything. Uh, and also that um, out of respect for, for every neighbor, every person um, in any neighborhood, not singling out anything, was there anything on here similar to the notification that we could do to make it more palatable for? In, in, in my opinion, you're singling out VRBO, Verbo, or, or, or short-term rentals. You, yeah. I could have a neighbor who is a owner-occupant who is a nuisance. So you're, you're, you're singling out somebody's ability to do something, and, mm -hmm. and it's the same issue with any neighbor who could be creating a problem. Yeah, I recognize that there are problems, um, and Mr. Manning, I could bring up the the the, the concept of short-term hotel rentals in the, in the town of Canton. I mean, it is why I was opposed to that when people were screaming at me, "We want tax revenue on it." But the fact of the matter is, they're more of a burden on the town than any VRBO rental or Airbnb rental. So I I just think it's private property rights, and you're interfering with people. Right. So the fact that every city, Westwood, Dedham, Norwood, um, has this Boston, New York, um, as a matter of, of um, municipal um, control and regulation is objectionable. Well, admittedly, most of those towns did it to try to not have Airbnbs. I mean, and they would tell you that. Like Boston wanted to cut down the numbers. A lot of these towns did it because that's what they did want to cut down the numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's not like they were really, you know, and they want to raise revenue for the town. But like I said, I mean, I don't know. I'm mixed on it, but I, I well, feel like. I, I understand, Kathy. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there, there is just to let the board know there's no effort here to eliminate Airbnbs or Burbos in Canton. They're here. They've been here for a while. We respect the decision of property owners to have them. And, and just to, you know, one of the comments that were made, we're not trying to infringe on anyone's rights. All we're trying to do is to create um, some regulation as we do with any home, any building, any highway, any school, whatever, um, so that town um, municipal government can respond if there's an issue. Again, this, this came up out of a problem. It isn't. It isn't yeah. trying to penalize anyone. It, it's um, that's why I was asking if there's anything objectionable here that people, you know, that the board finds that we could modify, perhaps on this call or. Now, Gene, I, you know, I, I don't want to go yeah, to this. If, thank you. <clears throat> go ahead. I, when you gave the example about the street being being blocked, it seemed like an extreme example. 
and that certainly could be a law enforcement issue. But um, I am happy with the uh, progress the town makes with many of these uh, things. But uh, and as property taxes increase, people might find themselves in a situation where they need to have an Airbnb, mm -hmm. and uh, and we're infringing on those rights. So um, I just don't think we should be, uh, you know, we have to look for more uh, ways for affordability, um, not um, tell people you, that's just my thoughts, you know. No, I understand. I appreciate that. And rest assured, yeah. this, this is not meant to put any harm or har hardship on homeowners. If I, I rent a space here, all this is saying is, Mr. Manning, you need to be sure it, it has an egress, it has a smoke detector, it's clear you're allowing one car on Harrison Road. You know, these aren't things that are putting penalties on anyone. It, we, it, we wrote this to really just try to help a homeowner saying, thank you, you know, I appreciate you explaining ABCDE here. Um, we just, unfortunately, there are people that sometimes you know, can can take a home that's meant before and have more in it. And we just want to uh, have a backup for our town um, folks that would respond or be in a situation that would put them in harm's way to be able to manage that with a, a homeowner that wasn't responsible. That's what this is trying to do. Thank you, Gene. Yeah, I, I know there is like a, a, an overnight parking ban. There's many different things, but uh, that already is in place. And uh, but thanks for the explanation. Yeah, it, it please. You know, I, I don't want, you know, the board here to think in any way we're trying to be, you know, mean spirited with this or prevent anyone from renting out a room. That, that's not the intent. Anyone's welcome to do that. Obviously, we're not trying to infringe on anyone's rights. But, so, but Mr. Manning, you have, you've got, sorry, Patty, go ahead. No, so to the point is, so the only item that anybody's objecting to is the time frame of notification to abutters. Or is that the only item that we have an issue with? I, no, I, I, was, just, I was just going to continue on, but I'll let yeah. Kathy go. I, I have a question about the police and the security thing. I didn't quite understand that. Like, what does that mean? Um, when you basically, if there's an issue, uh, the homeowner is responsible. Uh, in, in the specific case that was shared with me, I was not involved in this role when it happened. Apparently, there was an Airbnb rental somewhere in town uh, that the rent the rentee decided to have a party or an event, um, invited more people. Uh, when the police and emergency services arrived, there was no homeowner. There was no record of a homeowner. There was nothing on file with anything in the town that um, we could, the town officials could reach out and try to find out the circumstances of what was going on. You know, everyone was kind of pointing a finger. So, you know, that's a rare example. I know that happens almost, you know, very infrequently. But in that particular case, I think it put a lot of um, questions regarding this and what else don't we know about in the town that if there is something that happens, emergency services are trying to respond or there's a medical issue, whatever it is, that we can contact the homeowner. We can contact, we can understand what the circumstances are with any property. Um, as you just went through with that cell tower situation, you know, we, 
the town has a, um, a, a, a responsibility to be able to manage within the confines of uh, law, and, law and order. And also, you know, this also provides inspectional services. It provides registration. If, if the water pipe breaks or whatever, electric goes out, um, the, the people responding to a Canton um, employees and, and service folks, municipal folks can react um, accurately and succinctly. There's, there's there's nothing in our current codes that doesn't isn't covered by that. If you're in, you're you're basically saying if there's three, it says excessive noise. There's no definition of what excessive noise is. Who's complaining about the noise? I could complain about a party going on in my neighborhood tomorrow from a homeowner, and the police show up. They ask you to turn the music down. They ask you to blank. They ask you to do something. It's the exact same process if it's a rental or not. There is no difference. You're putting, you're putting, you're, 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 you're at, at, it's, 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 it's the, 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 the things that you want to do, parking issues within town rules. How many homes don't get enforced today for street parking? So suddenly you're going to go, oh, Airbnb, find them, shut them down. Well, well but but there are there are excessive neighborhood complaints. What is the complaint? Is it a valid complaint? Is it a legitimate complaint, or is it just somebody saying I don't want VRBO next door to my house? You, you just can't write general blanket like improper disposal of trash. What does that mean? You know we have water, we have regulations in town today for smoke tests. We have regulations in town for water and sewer. We have plumbing code. All of that is covered already. There's just no need for this extra, extra, extra rules and regulations. Thank you. Thanks. So what I'm, I'm gathering is you're totally against actually having an article for this, David. Am I incorrect? I think this one goes too far. Yeah, I would be okay with some sort of an article. Um, you know, but all this other stuff with the, Telling, you know, having to report who's going to be staying over in your house. Well, originally, when this was discussed at that meeting we were at, like, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago. You know, they wanted all sorts of stuff. And, and the, definitely the feeling I got walking away from that meeting was they really did want to discourage the Airbnbs. I don't know. But they're still going on no matter anyway. <laughs> it, it, Kathy, that's that's not the case. I, I can tell you I would not allow I would not want that in an article and I would not bring it before the planning board or stand on the floor of town meeting and present it. That's not the case. As I stated, Airbnbs are part of life. They're, they're in Canton. They're here. We're not, the town is not trying to discourage them. As a matter of fact, the town is trying to provide an incentive maybe with a tax to have more that's paid for by the renter. And just to clarify a previous issue, the one thing that's being missed in this is that with an Airbnb, they can come to my house tomorrow, the Canton police or Canton fire or, or the building inspector, and they know who the property owner is because I'm living here. Please keep in mind, this is a case is where the owner is abstentia. They're not there. This was a private transaction. If, if I decide to rent my house through Airbnb, I'm not going to notify the building commissioner and the police chief and the fire chief and the town administrator or the planning board. That's between me 
in Airbnb, right? This is providing an assurance for that person, right? And also for our town personnel that um, those guests of that house are safe, are walking into a safe environment, that there's been some type of management and some type of protocols because not every property owner is like us and is responsible although the majority of Airbnb owners are. So this is, all this is a, a framework. We're not gonna all of a sudden outlaw or, or cause problems for people that wanna rent their houses. That's not what this is. And the people I've talked to are appreciative because there's a framework for it. That's all it is like anything else. Now, if I, um, one last comment I was gonna make is, now I, I do get that one complaint. Now, if we had about, a half a dozen complaints and we could take a look at those but um i just don't know about um I, i'm gonna be uh I, i'm very strongly uh be behind what uh mr mccarthy said and his position i i have an issue because what ends up happening is basically these become commercial rentals and we're not getting any, we, the, count, the town is missing out on the 6%. The town is missing out on being, making sure that these people are there safely. I'm not against anybody doing this. I'm just, I think we should have some sort of regulation down, not just because there was an issue with one location, but it's a safety concern. And if someone ends up doing, a, you know, one thing, it's one thing if it's a long-term rental, and it's another thing if it's if it's like this state short term housing and short people coming into town. I we joke George and I joke about renting our house out when they have the World Cup at in Gillette, and we would want to follow whatever guidelines are required for that to happen. Um, but it's considered I consider it's a commercial transaction. That's why they regulated it in all the towns. I don't think we're trying to discourage anybody from doing it, but I think we want to have a location that's safe. And to be honest, we all know buildings and businesses in this town that aren't even up to code when it comes to electrical, um, let alone residences that have issues. And we wanna make sure that they're all up to code. That's why I think we should do this, but that's just my opinion. I mean, we don't even have safe sidewalks in many of the areas uh, if we're talking about safety. Go ahead, Mr. McCarthy. Uh, Ms. McDermott, there is nothing today in the town of Canton for if you have a single family home, and you decide you want to rent it out, that you have to report that to anyone in the town that you are renting out your property. Why are we singling out short-term rentals? Again, I see it as a safety concern. But why? So why aren't we regulating single, a short-term, a long-term rental in a single-family home? That's a good question. Maybe that's something else we should also broach. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's considered a rental property. It's considered. We shouldn't. But, well, but I, go ahead, Gene. No, go ahead, David. I, I, no, no, I, 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 I was going to say, go ahead, Gene. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, we have over 2,500, almost 3,000 rentals in Canton, as the board's aware. You know, like I brought up some of the names before, but whether it be Blue Hill Village or Avalon or whatever it is, Everyone is required to provide an inspection of the facility to be sure that it's rented. In addition, if a tenant from any rental calls and complains to the Board of Health or to the building department or to the police and fire, 
there's a direct trail of who owns that building, who the property owner is. The short-term rental here, e e Airbnb and Verbo, is a gap. And, and it that's would, it all would be, that it would be the exact, With all due respect, Mr. Manning, it would be the exact same thing. You still know who the property owner is. And, and today, today, certain size buildings have to be inspected by the fire department if they have if they have certain level of fire and safety. But on an annual basis, there is nothing in this town on a single family home that you rent out, that you decide to rent out. So exactly. I, my point is, is that you're, you're, you're singling out something that I think is <laughs> unnecessary with the list of potential reasons why somebody in the town can revoke it. Again, excessive noise. Parking issues. What is the parking issue? Like who who gets to decide? I get that it's likely the police. Great respect for the work the police department does. They can issue a citation. But there are dozens of cars today sitting on every single street in this town overnight that aren't allowed. Mm -hmm. And so you're suddenly going to say, oops, we don't like this I property owner. So we're going to go after them with a parking violation. Nope. No, nobody's going after anyone here, David. I, I, I think that's really a draconian response. Again, we're not, this isn't that there's going to be all of a sudden um, verbal or Airbnb, uh, you know, police. police yeah. looking yeah, I, I understand. I understand. That, I don't think, I guess I, my I, point I, is, sure, you can say it's draconian with all due respect. It's not. You're just singling out a specific property that I don't like. I don't like the idea that you're singling out a single property owner. I just, I have oh. one other and this is just a question. So do the, does the fire department go, and I don't mind, like if there was a one-time fee, go look at the department, make sure they have the two, you know, whatever's. It's the, this whole annual thing. So does the town of Canton walk through everybody's apartment in this town on a yearly basis in every hotel room? No, no they don't. There's a one-time oh, so fee. So why can't the Airbnb, one inspection and you're done? Yeah, that's it. There's no annual inspection here. Again, I was just going to clarify, Kathy, um, that, you know, I, I wanted to clarify here that what when the initial registration of a property is, is set up, so if I decide to rent my house, um, it's inspected once and a permit's on file, as with every 2,500 units right. uh, in yep. Canton. The only time these issues come up is if there's a complaint. And from what I've determined, that very rarely happens. This law is, this uh, article, excuse me, this article is for the one or two bad actors that the town has some provision to be able to go because when they arrive, um, the property owner is not there that they can talk to, that they can understand what's going on, that they can reach out to and go, why did you let a, a party for 100 people on this house on, you know, uh, Chapman Street, you know, and, and just to provide some requests, this is a one time inspection. And it's only for the folks to um, that do are not um, good property owners, right, that put the tenants, the guests in arms way that the town can reach out to them and have some recourse. That's all this is trying to do. It's, it's not any more than that. I I kind of concerned that there's like this other reason behind why we're doing this and it's not the case. It's trying to be a responsible community. That's all we're trying to do. I think the definition of a good property owner is relative or a good neighbor. So uh, uh, that is interpretation. 
but uh, still against any additional regulation. David, you had something to say? Yeah, I wanted to clarify and ask Mr. Manning if he could uh, clarify what he said, because what, what I heard him say was that any single family home that is rented out today is registered with the town as a rental property. Okay. No, that's not the case, David. Right. Um, well, I, I knew that wasn't the case, but I, that, I'm quite confident that's what you said. No, I was. You, what cause, I was cause one, of the points that you, one of the points that you keep making is, is that the police are aware. Today, I am quite confident that if we went to the police and asked for a records of public disclosure of something, I could find out that there were numerous house parties at some point in this town over the last month where the parents were not home and there were kids having a house party. Does that mean they're in violation of something? So I, this is why I'm, I'm trying to indicate you're singling out something. And I, 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 I hear what you're trying to do. I think you've gone too far. Mm -hmm. Well, respectfully, that's not the case. It's to, um, you know, it's to identify uh, Airbnb and Verbo short-term rentals that are in that category. That's the spirit of this foreign article. And I can't speak for people that allow their, you know, whatever. That this, this has nothing to do with people having parties or graduation parties or anniversary so for this thing removed from that, that's not the spirit of what. No, but you have indicated that the that you're getting complaints about parties, and you want to know who the homeowner is. And no, I'm just trying, to point, I, out, I'm no, trying I, to point out that you don't know who the homeowner. You don't know if the homeowner is home at any party going on in the town at any given time. I, it's it's just it. it listen, I, 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 I. But to your point, though, David, if you were renting out the house and the town wasn't aware of it and there was an issue and you were say out of the country and they couldn't reach you. They didn't have, because they have no way of actually contacting you or say you, of course, I know what you're saying. You know, people have parties, unfortunately underage parties do happen. Um, and that's a, that's definitely a matter for police and the parents to deal with. Correct. But, Correct. but I don't see that being the same thing as an Airbnb or VRBO because these are people that are actually renting the property, paying money, and money that the town should be able to get a percentage of from actually and making sure that the property is safe for them to be in. And we know who these people are. We all know you specifically would know because being a realtor, there are people, there are people and companies that own properties in this town already that are not maintaining them properly. That have oh, had course. one inspection. Of course, and we're doing. We're not doing anything about that. That's what I mean. We're trying to address you this elephant today, in the room. You already today have landlords in this town that are not maintaining their properties to the standards that the Board of Health or, or potentially the fire department. And they know. Potentially, I should say potentially. I, I, I can't get anything. But we're not doing anything about those. But we're suddenly singling out the verbal proof. Though. I don't like it. That's all. I, 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 the, 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 the proof... The, the 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 issues of what we can do to revoke it, I think the list is just too wide without be, there being any 
Well, make a point. Make a point as to which, what items you have an issue with. Parking okay. issues within the town, health and safety violations. Be specific. If they don't, it's the board well, of they health. They have to follow, according to this, the parking issues with town rules, like overnight parking. We, we Every we homeowner lock. already has to do that, Patty. That's my point. Yes, but we all know people in areas where people have parked on people's lawns or blocks. And that's my point. Where you're singling, singling out, out a particular yeah. property owner because somebody doesn't like it. There's plenty of houses in this town today, and I've said it, I'll say it again. Their cars are parked on the street overnight. Is there well, a Well, then we can specify that they have to follow the overnight rule guidelines from April, November 1st to April 1st. Yes, and, they cannot and there are people who don't right follow that today, and we do nothing about it. Well, so you could we're... put one line in that says you follow the town bylaws and the sentence. That's it. Because we all follow no anyway. So you change know, to that. All this stuff. Great suggestion. Thank you. Um, excessive noise complaints or excessive neighborhood complaints. I mean, what is what is an excessive neighborhood complaint? There, there could be a single family home today that every weekend the parents go to their house in Falmouth and the kids are home having a party. What is done about that? Nothing. The police show up. They say, they, they say, they say, lower the volume, clean that, you know, we're, we're, you're just the, 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 the comments in that regulation are so vague that they are written in my opinion, to allow for a more easy get at the person. I just don't, I just don't like it. So what would you have it say? You don't want it at all, David, or you, you don't think there's any regulations that's needed? I don't. We might have to look at this at the next uh, cycle um, and well, when we have more time. Unfortunately, this Friday is the end of the cycle. We have to have something for them. And the so selectmen just put what they want up anyway. And they don't need us to pass something tonight. You know, they've done that before. Yeah, really. Board for the planning board. They don't like going to go back to the original anyway. Well, that's why um, I spoke to the chair. We, I, and everyone I'm working with value your opinion. Uh, we like your input, positive and negative. We're certainly open to changes. Um, and you know we we'd like to have your support on it with modifications, whatever you feel is so you know um, improper on this, like the town parking provisions. That's absolutely fine. You know uh, I don't want to stand up on the floor of town meeting and have all five of you get up and said this sucks. <laughs> we don't we don't want to do it. I mean that's what I'm here, right? that's what I spoke to the chair. So um, wouldn't, I no, wouldn't do that. Things we can do to modify a long time. Time. There's no yeah. way you're going to approve it, no matter what we do. That's a different subject. <clears throat> but it I was requested by town leadership, and that's why I wanted to spend this time with you. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like a one-time, um, I don't know, inspection. I guess as long as it's, you know, I don't want them to charge two hundred fifty dollars for one inspection you know you want to charge mm -hmm. people but you know not make it financially onerous for people that are already financially strapped and 
And like, if you wanted to say, you just have to follow town bylaws like every other resident instead of listing out like a hundred things and making it look like you just want to squash them. My, ob objection, objection, my objection to that is many, if, I, if someone wanted to rent out like a room or, uh, or something along those lines, um, what actually is the inspection? Oh, look, you don't have, you don't have uh, three exits. I mean, it's, it seems a little draconian and I, I think we should really be careful about just, uh, I don't know. I know, I'm, I'm back and forth too. I, I don't like the, I, what, what is an, you know. You don't want them to put somebody in a basement that only has one exit. I mean, no one would, no one would go for that. No, but they do. They do. Be surprised, they, Joe. Yeah. You would be very but, surprised. But, but, just to make the, just to make the point, maybe. Joe, that does, that does happen. And I'm confident true. you can go in this town That's today true. and find an apartment that is illegal in the basement that, that, that some homeowner is collecting rent on, whether they live in the property or not, and whether the town is aware of it. My point is you're singling out one specific thing that is uncomfortable. It, it, the, this is the, the level of violations that exists today in town is potentially greater than any one of us have an understanding of. That could be the case, David. I would, I, I would not argue that point. My, my only point of bringing that up is this is what we can um, document uh, because it is a public listing and it's the only way for the town to try to monitor it. I don't doubt for a minute that there are people with illegal apartments or something else, but unless it's reported to the building or health inspector, it's tough for the town to manage. This piece we felt we could manage um, in the best way we can to try to provide a, a safe, secure experience and one that town leadership can try to get some influence on. That's it. Part of me thinks that, the, and, and this is going to probably not be something that they would be amenable to, but that 6% tax could go to our housing trust. Possibly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish we could uh, have the same energy as, to, as this discussion to go after the people that are taking down trees on York Street and, and enforcing that, you know what I mean? Do you I know mean, is I call the building inspector. I don't get a phone call. And, but, you know the town. And that's a safety issue. Does not care. You know, <laughs> that's a whole other ball of wax we need to discuss. More <laughs> Again, it's enforcement. Who's going to actually enforce it? Like you, nobody. Like, they don't want. Up, right. Nobody. Nobody really wants to. They will enforce the Airbnbs, though. They'll find someone to do that. The trees, not so much. Only if it's a safety issue and the tree is going to fall on the street or fall on somebody. <laughs> but you and I know we've discussed that. Anyway, Jean, um, I don't know if we're going to solve this tonight. I, I really wish, I mean, I'm not against it. I don't think that I, 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 if we were to take any sort of motion to be in favor of some sort of thing, I don't think that, that it would pass, to be honest. Mr. Houston, I'm just curious. In any towns that you've dealt with, have they have you heard about them actually putting this type of verbiage in um, in their zoning bylaws? I'm sure you have, but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's um, extremely common these days that uh, there's a, a desire to regulate um, short-term rentals. Now, that's not to say that, uh, you know, uh, there aren't other motivations in these towns, and I don't think that's the case here. I think it's a legitimate effort to address potential problems, but uh, you know it's being done commonly. It's much discussed among the uh, professional societies like uh, the American Planning Association, et cetera. It's not just Massachusetts, it's kind of nationwide. So uh, it's, it's a common area of regulation. And uh, yeah, it's in a lot of towns that we deal with. Thank you, Tom. Would anybody else like to make a motion or make a comment on the matter or, or I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be amenable to any sort of comments. I could make a motion to send an unfavorable version for, for that Joe, particular. Unfortunately, you completely cut out, Joe. Oh, yeah, make a, an, a recommend, an unfavorable recommendation for the, uh, regulations for airbnbs i'll second that you should make the, you should make the recommendation to approve what was presented and take a positive or negative vote on that in my opinion yeah that sounds that a little favorable. better okay yeah that, that does sound <laughs> yeah i'd like to um to make a motion to send either a positive or negative recommendation to uh the uh town for the airbnb make, make Make a motion to approve the zoning by the, the, the bylaw as the town meeting article as presented by Gene Manning. I'll second. Take a vote. David? No. Jim? Aye. Joe? No. Kathy? No. And I'm an aye. So we, I know we, we, this, we have to have a hearing further on this later. So if you want to go ahead and present it to the select board, that's, I don't see an issue with that. Um, I do think there's going to be more work on this gene. I agree with you on that. Um, maybe because of specifically concerns about, as Mr. McCarthy pointed out and Joe pointed out, you know, trying to be a little too restrictive about certain things, but mm -hmm. hopefully there can be something that we can all agree on and, and have a town meeting. Sure. As I started, um, with, you know, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm spending the time with the board. I didn't really hear anything from anyone outside of following the parking provisions that was singled out. So I'm not really sure where you want to go with that or sounds like you don't want anything, but uh, certainly open to, to hearing any other comments. And um, I'll well, pass that along. Mr. To Mr. Manning, just to make sure, you, just to be, to be very yep. clear. Your list says short-term rental, rental ordinance itself, excessive noise, public issues within town rules, health and safety violations, excessive neighborhood complaints, improper disposal of trash, disorderly conduct. I would be opposed to all of those because they're already covered by town regulation. Mm -hmm. They're already covered. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Um, Take McCarthy. out that entire section, Mr. McCarthy. Yes, I'm only reacting to what Mr. Manning just said. I could go through the entire thing and point out other things, but 
you know, Mr. Manning was indicating that that was the only thing that I brought up, and that is not correct. I brought up. Okay. I didn't. I didn't hear that. But excessive noise. Talking issues. Okay. You made We're that singling clear. out a particular group for violations on items that are already regulated by the town. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Is there anything else anybody wanted to discuss on this, or do you have any other comments you want to make? No, thank you. Kathy, Joe, Jim? Oh. I what did you say, Kathy? Thank you, Jean. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is. It, it's it's sometimes, yeah, it's very, it is a lot of work going through all the details and everything. For sure. I just wanted to ask everybody if they received my email about the zoning article. Um, it was suggested that I make a correction and I did send it back out again. If you didn't get it, let me know. Um, in reference to when it comes to uh, zoning for, I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, <laughs> Cars, uh, maintenance, repair shops in business zones specifically that could be located in residential areas. So I just want you to take a look at that. If everybody's okay with that, I wanted to see if it was all right for me to go ahead and send that to Jennifer as is. Of course, we can make changes in the future to it. If the select board comes back and say, no, we'd like, you know, this could be, or FinCom says, no, that we can't do this. Maybe this could be done, ZBA. But we're the first, this is our first step as the board to take a look at it and move it along. I, I thought it looked great. I'm good with it. Thank you. Okay. Jim, everything looked good to you too? No, I'm fine. Joe, I'm sorry for interrupting. What did you say? Did you make change from last week? I, I mean, did. From the last um, Ed actually pointed out um, that I inadvertently, um, I had I had um, the building commissioner and I had ZBA look at it. Uh, one of the coding I'd put, I'd put SP, which is not special permit. I put SB for select board since those items would have to then be, the, the permit advisory board would be triggered uh, for those items then if we, if we wanted to allow it. But putting a blatant no seems a bit harsh. So right. putting it to select board and then we have to do the permanent advisory board. Um, that know. sounds good. Thank yeah. you. So I'd like to make a motion that um, we forward along the uh, article as written. Can I get a second? I'll second. David? Aye. Jim? Aye. Joe? Aye. Kathy? Aye. And I'm an I. To be clear, this is on the table uh, of zoning bylaws 3.1.4 that we are making modifications to. So just so we have that on the record. Um, Jean, I'm sorry, I didn't get to say, we didn't um, say if there's anything else you had to discuss. I apologize. I should have done that first. Yeah, no problem, Madam Chairman. The only other thing is that uh, we um, will be presenting to select board the MBTA community's recommendation. Uh, we updated Jim. We'll be having another meeting on the 17th on that. Uh, the town will be filing. Our goal is uh, January 31st uh, to be filing that. We have one year uh, to um, come up with a plan. The town has a consultant. We're awarded a grant on that. It is the same consultant who did the master plan for the town. So they're very familiar with Canton, um, as Jim is aware. 
Um, we're looking at past reports that were done by the planning department, including Canton Junction, Canton Center, and Washington Street within the provisions of MBTA community. So um, that will be presented at the select board meeting on Tuesday the 10th, if anyone would like to attend. And then there'll be a follow-up meeting on the 17th that uh, will communicate anything through Jim to your board. Great. Thank you, Gene. I, thank you, Gene. Uh, that meeting that where they're going to lay out the presentation, you say that is January? Um, that will be our subcommittee, which Jim is representing the planning board. That will be the 17th at 2 o'clock uh, at Town Hall. The, the main presentation to the select board? Um, that All we're doing right now is we uh, the meeting on the 10th will just be with the select board, um, updating them that we will be filing our um, interest in participating in MBTA communities as the town of Canton. There are no zoning plans, housing plans. We have uh, 15 months to complete that work and we have a consultant that will help us. So all we're doing is recommending to the select board that we will participate in the MBTA communities program at that meeting on the 10th. Okay, wonderful. Um, and we all, if anybody wants to attend, I think I probably will be attending. I know that we had received an email about the 31st discussing the affordable housing. Um, David, I believe you're on that, if I, am I correct? You're on mute, sorry. I, I am, but I'm not sure what you meant by that meeting date. Well, it, it's in reference, to, I had sent the email to everybody that I'd received from Vice Chair Lopez um, about the house, housing study and it was recommended that we, as board members, if we can attend on the 31st, the select board meeting to see the presentation, that they did the study and we to actually see what's going on with that as well. Um, I have to say, I have to say, if that came out, I did not see that. So that is January 31st. I believe that's the date. And then, and then the, the other meeting check. that you referred, the other meeting that Mr. Manning referenced was, was February 10th or, or is it January? January 10th? Next Tuesday. Right. I believe the housing plan meeting on the 31st is separate from the MBTA communities program. There are two different topics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a meeting in trust. Um, I don't know uh, if you've met Kevin Shea. He's uh, uh, working, he and I are working together on the MBTA Communities Program, and he's working with Ms. Lopez yeah. on the Housing Trust coming up with that plan. So I believe they're two separate topics. That Will the meeting on the 31st be um, hybrid? I can't speak for the select board. I don't know if they will. I don't think so. Now the meeting next week. What what time and day is that? I want. Um, the meeting on the tenth is the um, board of select board meeting at five thirty at town hall. Okay, thank you. And Kevin Shea will be presenting. I won't be there that night. Okay. I just had a couple of other points I wanted to make before we move on to approving the minutes, and then everybody can have a lovely evening. Um, the first is there was notification sent out today, and some of you may have received it, that um, the great second great Canton cleanup will be going on uh, on April 1st, and signups will be available, I believe, on 
um, also, they, if you don't have the information, you can go to www.keepcantonbeautiful.org and sign up uh, for it if you want to participate. I just wanted to let everybody know it's coming up. Now, three months. I know April's not that far away, believe it or not. I'm going to miss picking up empty beer cans and nips around town. I'm out of town that day. Ah, well, oh, you'll be missed. Um, the second item I have is we're going to be placing an ad, um, if it's okay with everybody in the newspaper, Karen's already contacted the paper, I believe, to uh, make sure that everybody participates in the community survey. Uh, we haven't had as many participants. I understand Kathy told me that some people have complained about how difficult the study actually is or survey is um, because there's certain terms people don't necessarily understand. Setbacks, height, um, I understand that, lot lines. Um, the best bet is to, if you do the survey and you have a question, I would go to the zoning bylaw page of the town of Canton, but I know that's more work, but at least giving some sort of input at the end of the survey, because if we don't have more information from community members, we really can evaluate what people want to do for the town, how much hey, more Patty, they want to do. Uh, Pat, can you send me that link again? And I think what you just said, I'm going to add to it. So if you don't understand the question. Please at least fill out the comments on the back. Exactly. This, I, um, I mean, yeah. if there's concerns that we need to bring up, everybody should give some sort of input to it. That right. I my that my was... comment will be to MAPC that maybe the next survey they make it a little more palatable for everybody to actually oh, complete. Yeah, because people were really like really. I mad. can understand the confusion because yeah. you know not everybody understands setbacks or right of ways or or height restrictions or parking issues and or even I'm, what zoning laws are now. So it's, yeah. Very frustrating for residents. Yes, um, yes, I can, I can understand that. Is that the one that was just mailed out by the town? No, this is different. The one that, that I, the one you're talking about, the one that Mr. That, uh, attorney, uh, the uh, town administrator duty did about energy, that's different. This is specifically the MAPC study that we're doing to improve, find out if we can improve whether it's buildings themselves or zoning downtown to make it better, improve the appearance and what, you know, to make it look, appear nicer if we can, uh, or encourage uh, development in a way that would make the town look nicer downtown. And uh, I believe that was all I had on those matters. I know we all got an email from Tom Birmingham. I'll forward it again in reference to uh, sustainability Action Plan Steering Committee information. They want to do a, a, another, I believe, a zoning article as well. They are, have sent it out. If you have any questions on that, they will be coming before us to discuss it as well. And with that, I'd like to let Kathy go ahead and. I'd like to make a motion of, that we approve the December meeting notes. I forget December the date. 7th, December 21st. December 7th and December 21st meeting notes. Can I get a second? Second. Joe? I have to abstain for, for one of those. Okay. Um, you were not at the 21st, right? You were at the 21st. You weren't at the 7th. Right. So Joe's abstaining from the 7th. Jim? Yes. Hi. David? Hi. Kathy? Aye. And I'm an aye. Was there anything else anybody wanted to bring up before we adjourn for the evening? M Mr. No, um, McCarthy will be the chair for the next meeting because I am traveling and I may not be back in time. My concern is, of course, I'm attending, I'm going to be in the Midwest. And if there's a snowstorm, who knows? 
<laughs> have fun. Yes. Well, it's for my dad's 80th birthday, so I'm looking forward oh, to it. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. Oh, nice. Well, I'll make a motion that we adjourn for the evening. Can I? Uh, second. second. <clears throat> Joe? Aye. Jim? Aye. David? Aye. Kathy? And Aye. I'm the Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Mr. Houston. Karen, have a great Thank night. Thank you, everybody, okay. for watching. Stay safe. See you at the next meeting.